Welcome to Shatter the Stigma, where Alex and Sam, two psychology majors, explore all things psychology. We discuss random psychology facts, our own mental health struggles, and whatever comes to our ADHD brains. Just a disclaimer, we are not licensed professionals. We are just two university students that really love psychology. This is for education and entertainment purposes only. Welcome back, guys. Today, we're going to be talking about rules that I thought were stupid as a patient, but now I understand as a staff. At a psych unit, just to clarify. (laughs) Well, Sam, what are some things that you thought were stupid? (laughs) There were so many things, like safety-wise, that I didn't understand were safety. I just thought it was like, oh, you guys are being strict. That's not fair. Yeah. Yeah, no, I got that all the time from kids. They were like, you just don't want me to have any fun. And I'm like, well, first of all, this is treatment and we need to be doing treatment. This isn't summer camp, but. <laughs> That's what I tell them just the other day. They just, they were like, why can't we have pencils? Because it's your safety. Because it all day. I was like, when you're done, you have to give it back. Yeah. Like, why? Because safety. Yeah. What? you gonna? And then I can't tell them because I don't want to give them ideas. Yeah. So, but a lot of times they'll be like, what? Think I'm going to stab myself? It's like, safety. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. Actually. <laughs> Actually. So what are some more specific examples? I was frustrated that we couldn't have hardcover books in our room. Okay, yeah. We, yeah. I wanted to read my favorite book was hardcover and they wouldn't let me have it. Mm-hmm. now I'm assuming you know why oh yeah of course yeah if anyone was wondering that's a safety risk because a it could be used to harm yourself and b it could be used to hide things to harm yourself in oh yeah yeah so when we say like it's a risk to safety generally if there's a rule at a psych unit about something that an inpatient client I don't know whatever your facility calls it yeah <laughs> If there is a rule about a specific thing that seems very random, it's because something happened with it. And so they made a rule to make sure that it doesn't happen again. That's very true. Very true. I also never understood why I couldn't have more than a certain number of blankets. Oh, that's a huge safety risk. (laughs) Freezing in there and I was shivering all night and it was just so uncomfortable. I couldn't sleep. But extra socks a lot of times. They won't give us that either. They they only let us have, I think it was two pair. I think. Don't quote me on that. It was a long time ago. Okay. No, that's fair. Again, I work in a different kind of setting than Sam does. I work where the kids oftentimes had a lot more clothes with them because they were there for a lot longer. So generally they had their stuff, but we were allowed to give extra socks. But blankets was a big thing that we had to limit them on because that is a, it's a very big safety risk. I work at a short-term high risk, so seven to 10 days is average. And then where I went back in the day, it was the same thing, seven to 10 days, short-term, high risk. So we have stricter rules. Mm -hmm. And I remember questioning every little thing just because I could, because at (laughs) the time I was a rebel and (laughs) hated everyone and everything. So I was that kid that just, (laughs) why, why, why? Honestly, though, I would rather explain to a kid why, because a lot of the times kids that are in units, they feel so powerless. All of a sudden they have access to nothing that they're used to having access to. Someone's telling them, no, I don't trust you with a pencil and stuff like that. Like that's a big switch and stuff. So like being able to explain, hey, it's for safety and being able to be like, well, had some things happen in the past 
if we let you keep this or have this with you and stuff and we just want to keep you safe and stuff generally that has helped but yes very much avoid giving them any ideas a few weeks ago someone asked for a pencil and they were not at risk whatsoever and I told them I'm sorry I can't give you a pencil but I can give you a crayon because I couldn't give the markers Mm-hmm. It was the same reason I couldn't get the pencil, and the reason was another kid. Yeah, so yeah. They we're at risk by taking them from someone, so therefore no one could have it mm-hmm. until that kid left or until they were deemed safe. Yeah, and some of the kids got frustrated with it, and other ones were like, "Okay, like makes sense." But yeah. if you explain to them, most of the time they'll be understanding. Mm-hmm. Were you ever frustrated on unit of searches of things? I don't know if they did any like searches. I'm assuming they did like, a clothing search when you got there. Yeah, they did. I don't remember it. So I don't think I was there for that. But I remember one time they went through my room and I was like, what are you doing? And I didn't have anything to hide. Yeah. I was just like, don't like, why are you touching my stuff? Yeah. So I didn't like they were going through my books and I lost my bookmark because they were going through it. So I didn't know where I was. And so that frustrated me and that made me upset. So therefore, Rebel Sam, who questioned everything, now definitely questioned everything. (laughs) And (laughs) I was so upset about it because that was the only thing that I had to do by myself. Yeah. I remember I've lost kids' places a couple times in books and I always felt so bad. And because a lot of the books that kids would have in their room were like unit books. So I would just dog ear the page, even if there was a bookmarker in it before I like searched the book because I always felt so bad whenever I, I lost a kid's spot. Another thing that frustrated me to go back to the hardcover books is textbooks. We had a certain time for school So like we could work on our homework and they wouldn't let us have textbooks, but I kind of threw a fit about it. So I ended up giving my textbooks, but I had to have someone with me. Mm -hmm. And then during our free time, I just wanted to work on homework because at the time I was, it was midterm season and I was missing midterms. So I was freaking out. I wanted to study all the time. I didn't know what to do and they wouldn't let me have my stuff outside of school time. So during free time, I could have been studying. That was what my mind was, which mm. in a way is true, but still. You're also there to focus on treatment, not learning more in school. But I understand where young Sam was coming from. <laughs> oh, yeah. But at the same time, now I understand why I can't. Yeah. I don't know if our, yeah, our kids could have textbooks. They were never hardcover textbooks, though. They never had those. I don't think I've ever had a textbook that wasn't. I'm staring at about six of them currently, but those are college textbooks. I know. I mean, I mean high school. High school. Textbooks. Yeah. I think I had one that was in hardcover, but getting off track as we do. I don't know. I always feel bad telling a kid that they can't have something for safety and everything. But at the end of the day, sticking to those rules and everything, it keeps them safe. It keeps them from hurting themselves, hurting someone else. So a lot of the times those really seemingly stupid rules, we had rules about erasers and the kids would always be like so mad that they had to be supervised while erasing something. We can't get Um, erasers. Different level of care, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Our kids have to be supervised with erasers. I can't tell you how many 
kids have gotten screaming mad at me because they had to be watched while they erase something they had written that they wanted to erase or whatever. And I was like, well, oops, like, I I don't know what to tell you, friend. (laughs) I remember I was also frustrated with the 15 minute check. However, where I was, they actually took a light, like put it on your face. That was very frustrating. Where I work, we don't shine a light in your face. We pop into your room, make sure you're breathing and alive, whether or not you're awake or not, and then go to the next one. And we don't shine a light in your face because that's that's awful. So that was really upsetting because I didn't understand why they were checking on me every 15 minutes. I don't know. I I didn't do a lot of nighttime bed checks or 15 minute checks. I think that's what you call them. We called them bed checks. But I, we kind of I hit the middle between shining a light in your face and popping into your room because we can't go into a client's room alone. That's a fun fact for everyone. It's for everybody's safety. Yeah, or- we can't do that either. Yeah. So we can't just pop into your room. But my thing was, this is what I was taught, was like shine a light at their feet. Because a fun fact, your feet move a lot when you're asleep. And so if they're moving, that's a qualified legally as a sign of life. Because that's what we're looking for in 15-minute checks is signs of life if they're breathing, stuff like that. That sounds really harsh, but that's what it is. So I always felt so bad anytime because I our kids... Uh, doors have windows in them so we can shine a a light through so we don't have to go in so I always feel bad when a kid sleeps with their head near the window because that means that the line like it shined in their face instead of at their feet and I'm always like oh I try to make this as painless as possible we don't have the windows we, they have to keep their door open, but it doesn't have to be open all the way. They can crack it like halfway or a little bit more as long as I can fit my body to just like whoop. Okay. And we can't go in the room alone. However, we do our 15 minute checks on tablets and mm-hmm. they have a bracelet that will detect. So sometimes you have to get closer in order to detect it. So they can't really accuse you of anything if you were, if the camera show that you were in there for two seconds. Yeah. The thing. And, you know, and then there's a roommate who can testify to that. Yeah. So that's the only time we can go in alone. But other than that, just the other night, I had to go in a kid's room and I called over my coworker. She came yeah. in with me. I did a check. We left. Yeah. So here's another fun thing about that. I don't even want to call it fun, but interesting thing about the two coworkers. At least this was how it was at my facility was if a coworker, if two people are, have to go into a client's room, one person is looking at the client and one person is looking at the person that's looking at the client, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. My coworker stood in the doorway, or came a little bit in and she watched yeah. me while I did my check, which was pretty much like, show me your hands. Yeah. yeah hands I, and face. I don't know how many times did you ever get mad about hands and face? I've never had to do that. But at this particular time, the kid was awake. So okay. I thought they had something based on their movement. Yeah. So no, I wanted fair. to go in and say like, show me your hands under your pillow and under the blanket that you're holding on to. They ended up having nothing, but I just felt in my gut that they did. And yeah. the way they were moving. So I wanted to just double check. Mm-hmm. No, that's smart. I meant more as a, as a patient, were you ever frustrated by being asked to show hands and face? Honestly, I don't remember. Okay. 
I don't remember if they had to pop open the bathroom door or if they just had to do a verbal check. I don't really remember that because it was a long time ago. Yeah. But at the same time, this is a different type of facility. And I do remember the bathrooms, though. If you poke your head in the bathroom, you can see everything. Shower, which had no curtain, obviously. Toilet and sink. So you pop your head and you see everything. Yeah. I mean, that's another safety thing. And I'm sure that you were slightly uncomfortable with it at the time. Absolutely. Yeah. I was also pissed that I had to wake up at 6 a.m. to do vitals, except the difference between back then and now is back then they would wake us up. We had to do vitals and then we had to go sit in the hallway. And you'll sit like on the floor, whatever, get dressed, whatever. Mm -hmm. Right now where I work, we do vitals at six and they can go back to sleep until seven. Oh, that's so nice. For us, we didn't do that. Well, again, different kind of facility. Yours is a hospital. Mine is a long-term facility. So it's not technically a hospital. I worked at a residential unit, so we didn't have to do vitals. And vitals were done during the day sometime. They'd be walked over to the clinic on, on campus. So... I don't know. I I find that an interesting thing because we try to let our kids sleep as late as possible. So like sometimes it's nine, nine o'clock when we get the kids up and then they have on weekends. We do that. We'll let them sleep. We'll do their vitals at six and they can go back to sleep. We usually turn them on at seven, but my shift is over at seven 30 in the morning. So we let them sleep and then it's day shift's problem of when they want to wake them up. That's a big mood. (laughs) I mean, breakfast is at nine, so I don't know if they wake them up at 8.30 or 8 or as soon as we leave, but it's not my problem. (laughs) Have fun. I love waking them up, mostly because I get to go around, turn on the lights and go like, wakey, wakey, and then they're like, they get pissed. If you'd ever had anything thrown at you while waking someone up. Oh, no, they do. They know if they do that, they get more people come, more staff come and they have to like you know oh, no. I, I meant like a pillow I've had pillows thrown at me and I was like well thank you I wanted to take a nap anyways oh no no I haven't thank well. God. but even if I <laughs> did I can't throw it back I would just take it and politely put next to them <laughs> yeah just put it right inside the door and be like you can have that later like it's fine <laughs> I'll just quickly walk, walk up set it down on their bed and then walk away like, that's like a good thing so can't really yeah yeah were you ever annoyed? I don't know. Does, did your facility have bendy pens or bendy pencils? Because I know that's a big thing. Back then, I don't remember, but you brought it up. So I think we did. Okay. Because the fact that, I, that you brought it up and I'm like, oh, I mean, at my facility that I work at, no, we do not. But where I was, I don't remember. Possibly. Okay. Possibly. Yeah, because I know... We don't have them at the facility that I worked at, but other facilities that we get kids referred in from will have them. And so the kids will have bendy pens and pencils in their stuff. And then because kids aren't allowed to have that stuff in their rooms and everything, it kind of just accumulates in the staff office that you're trying to fill out paperwork with a bendy pen. And it's just an interesting time. So I was just curious if you like, remembered being frustrated by those and having to only use flexible stuff. I was frustrated by a lot of things. So it was a very long list. So that might have been one of them. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Another thing 
was my belongings. I was so pissed that I couldn't have all of my clothes. Mm -hmm. They took the strings out of my sweatshirt, which I was mad about until they explained it. Then I was like, okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's fine. And I had a backpack, which I understand I couldn't have. They put it in storage and they put all the clothes I couldn't have in storage and half of it I couldn't have. I couldn't have jeans, mm-hmm. which is weird because you can check jeans. You can check jeans, but they are a self-harm risk. We don't see it that way where I work. We just thoroughly check it in every single crease and every single pocket inside and out. So they get their jeans. But where I was, I didn't get my jeans. I got my sweatshirt and sweatpants. The strings were taken out of both. Mm-hmm. And I believe I had one other shirt and then a pair of shorts. And I was so mad. And oh, I also remember the shampoo. Mm-hmm. I hated it. It was so tiny. And I didn't understand why we weren't allowed to have our own without a doctor's order. Oh, interesting. And we couldn't shower at night without a doctor's order. So we had to shower oh. in the morning, which made me really upset because my routine was showering at night. So I had to wait until I saw my doctor days later and be like, hey, I want to shower at night because that's my routine. And I got an order, but it's stupid how you have to get an order. Where I work, you don't have to. You get a chance morning and night. You want to go for it. You don't go for it. Mm -hmm. Just don't smell. Fair. (laughs) You just just shower at some point, please. We've had a couple kids where I work that didn't shower and they smelled and their roommate complained. So you were saying that you didn't get to like use your own shampoo and conditioner without doctor's order? Yes, we couldn't use it. We had to use what they had. And it was, you know, those samples that are like the flat package. Yeah. We used those and they weren't even plastic because, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I was mad because it ruined my hair. Oh, interesting. Like my hair got in a giant like clump in the back and I couldn't brush it out no matter what. And it was like that for months after I left and I could not get it out where I work. They can have their own. We just have to check it. Yeah, no, that's the same for us as well. They could have their own. Do you guys have to like measure out the amount that they can have or can they just bring it in with them? No, they can just take it in with them unless it has a pump. If it has a pump, they have to leave it behind the nurse's station with us. And then if they want it, we give them the little you know, like the cups at McDonald's for the, um, the ketchup. Yeah. we have those and they pump it in however much they want. And then we take it back. So they do it right in front of us. And then, yeah, but only if it's a pump, if it's not, they can have it. You know, I don't think that our kids were allowed to have anything with a pump, no matter what. Yeah. Well, they can't have it without us. Yeah. Without doing it right in front of us. Yeah. No, I remember I've had kids that they didn't have their own hygiene supplies and it frustrated them so much to have to use the units and everything because it's it's not what they're used to. It's not their stuff, you know, clearly that frustrated you a lot. At the same time, my dad wouldn't bring it. So, okay. (laughs) I was also a little frustrated that I couldn't be friends with the friends I made. We couldn't share social media. We couldn't share phone numbers. It's like, you know, I was in here at my lowest and I made friends with them. Like, you know, I want to continue to be friends with the people who were there at my lowest. And now I'm a staff and I realize. Yeah. Yeah. Now I realize that that's not okay. It's not okay. Because A, HIPAA, because 
HIPAA in and of itself on a psych unit is so hard to adhere to. So hard. Because everyone wants to know each other's business because as humans, we're kind of just nosy people. So being like, no, I can't tell you that. I remember one time a kiddo was having an incident in in a different part of the unit and everyone knew who it was. A kid came up to me and they were like, is this kid in this part of the unit? And I was like, I don't know. I can't say. I can't say. And they were like, you know, it's obviously this kid. And I was like, I don't know. I can't say. Because we legally can't say it even if everybody knows, you know? So like, but is so, so funky about that. And so trading social media is a breach of HIPAA because them being at a unit is a confidential thing, even though they make friends on the unit and everything. And they find ways or they make each other memorize phone numbers or whatnot. I've seen everything, everything done. We know that they do. And we give them a notebook and a journal when they first came come in. Mm-hmm. So we know that they do. And if we see it, we tell them, no, guys, like, don't do that. And they're like, why? And we explain like, that's, you know, not a good idea. And usually they don't listen. But I mean, what are you going to do? Hmm? Oh, we we crossed out with a black Sharpie. No, (laughs) respect their privacy with the notebook. Okay. They they, like journal in that. They write down everything in that. See, a lot of us, it feels kind of sketchy to do, but we would read their notebook because for us, a lot of kids would write down plans or SI that they didn't want to tell staff. Like there were certain kids that were known for that. And again, different, different type of facility. We were with the kids for longer. So we've got to know them really, really well and know their patterns. But the whole social media things, I can't tell you how often I would have to redact someone's notebook and they would come up to me and be like, why did you? And I'm like, because HIPAA. (laughs) The only time we would read their notebook is if they told us that they had a plan, we would take their notebook and go through it. And then at night, if they left their notebook out in the common area and didn't take it to bed with them, then we would find it and, you know, we'll put it somewhere. And if it's that kind of kid, we'll read the first couple pages just to be safe. Yeah. So were you ever really frustrated by the lack of privacy speaking about the whole notebook and reading stuff? Yes, absolutely. I hated how I couldn't do anything without someone there. I wasn't on a one-to-one, but I felt like I was. Okay. Yeah. Just to clarify, a one-to-one is where a staff is with a patient at all times within arm's length Mm -hmm. for safety so they don't hurt themselves or hurt others. You may have been what on what, at least at my facility, we called eyes and ears or two eyes, two ears. So like you always have to be able to see and hear them. That's called the loose one-to-one for us. Okay. And I'm not sure if that's a doctor's order or if that's just us. Cause I know there was one kid, we kind of just did it, did it whenever yeah. we could. If someone was like, whoever was doing rounds, hey, you know, watch this kid. Yeah. So it was like a loose Mm one-to-one. But yeah, no, I can imagine. I always, it feels bad as a staff to be that invasive of privacy, but at the same time, keeping in mind that them not having the privacy, which sounds bad, but them not having privacy keeps them safe because the things that they do and watch to do in private will hurt them 
fairly significantly in the long run. It's just a weird shift. And I don't know how that shift has been for you kind of learning, oh, this whole lack of privacy thing, very needed. (laughs) I felt very invaded. Someone had to be with me during meals and I hated it Mm -hmm. so much. There was always someone at the table and watching you. I was like, don't look at me. You make me uncomfortable. Yes. The bathrooms were locked for, I think it was 45 minutes after meals. Mm -hmm. We weren't allowed to go to the bathroom, even if you had to go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. But now as a staff, it makes a lot more sense, especially since I went through that time of what the kids did. Mm -hmm. I know like their point of view and how they see it versus mine. So I'm able to explain a little bit better to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get down to like their level and be like, hey, like this is why. Some stuff I can't tell you, but mm-hmm. half the time they guess it. And I'm like, I don't know. I Every time, well, you think I'm going to hurt myself? I was like, I don't know. Well, let's look. Why are you here? Draw a conclusion. <laughs> yeah. One kid was like, I'm not here for depression. I want a pencil. I was like, I don't know. I don't make the rules. I just enforce them. I just work here. That makes them laugh. And so then we're fine. I mean, but low-key writing with crayon, it's kind of great. I'm going to be honest. I know. (laughs) They can't, they didn't have markers for a while because of one kid. Now they do. And so they're all good with it. Mm -hmm. But some of them are like, I want a pencil. Like, and Mm -hmm. I want to go home. But (laughs) I don't say that. But (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, after a long day. Yes, yes, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys, I think that's all we have for today. I do think we have a surprise for next time. We do! I know we said that last time, but this time it's for real. Yes. So we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Shatter the Stigma. We are sponsored by our bank accounts. And if you'd like to contact us, our email is shatteringthemhstigma at gmail.com. Also follow us on Instagram at shatter.thestigma and on Twitter at shatter underscore stigma underscore. Thanks for listening.